All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Morning Skate. This is episode 161. That's right, us three put our brains together and figured out how to do 161 of these kind of surreal. This is Ked, your host. We're going to switch some things up today. I will be doing the intros. I just want to make sure that's clear, but we are going to get Dale involved. We're going to pass him the puck around a little bit, and Dale's going to be kind of leading the segments a little bit, kind of asking Hal and myself, like, what's going on? So, uh, Dale, how's it going, buddy? You got the, uh, the ice resurfacing morning skate hoodie on. Uh, you're looking great. You got a bottle of seltzer, a smile, and you're a dog dad. So how's everything going? How's your dog with the little paws? He's great, man. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity here today, boys. I'm I'm excited to be on the horn, just trying to uh, get up ice, get the puck puck out of the zone, you know, <laughs> make a couple plays happen, and uh, get it going for the guys. Being a dog dad, it's a lot of work, a lot more, a lot more challenging than I thought it was going to be, but it's worth it, man. He's He's the cutest, and on record, just want to say that he definitely has bigger paws than Stevie. I don't think so, and I, I actually have a witness here. I'm not going to call her in uh, at this point, but Stevie has the biggest paws in the league. Um, also, I'm still kind of in that puppy stage, too, where there's a whole lot of, like, scratching and, like, teething on your, like, limbs, and that kind of sucks, but I just keep telling myself and I keep reiterating once they're out of the puppy stage and they're just a dog and they don't do that anymore – life's going to get a whole lot better so it's so cute yeah. too like they fuck up he pees in the house you know it's, it's hard to get mad at something so cute hey you gotta get it you gotta get a doggy doorbell yeah. you ever heard of that no so i have a doggy doorbell at my house and at the girlfriend's house and uh essentially what happens is when they have to go pee they come up and they press this button and it rings like a doorbell and then that way you know when it needs to go out because a lot of the times, like, when puppies actually figure it out, they go to the door, but they don't make fucking noise. So, they'll just oh, piss at the door. But not with the doggy doorbell, dude. So, something to look into. I think it's, like, 20 bucks on Chewy. It's, like, the best money you can spend. Thanks, dude. I'll look into it. Thank you. This is a hockey podcast. And, then, you know, Hal's here, too. Hal, how's it going, buddy? Uh, I, don't, I don't have a dog. Uh, yeah, so, can we talk about that before we get into it? Because I know you are a big dog guy. When do you think that's going to happen? Is that going to be a soon thing? Is that going to be pre- or post-marriage? <laughs> It's one of those situations where I just try to keep life's responsibilities to a minimal to a minimum at this point. Like I'm trying to, I'm just trying to put all of that off. So it'll definitely happen some, like at some point, but like right now I just don't want to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I guess you guys probably both got to a point where you're like, wow, I could, I could use a dog. Like I just, I don't have the motivation. I don't think. And I don't understand too. Like I don't understand coming home like during work to take it out and shit like that. Like, I just can't imagine having to do that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess my question for you is if you were to get a dog, what kind of dog would you get? Because I got the golden retriever. Dale's got the, the beautiful chocolate lab, good set of eyes on him. Uh, what, what do you think you'd go with? I don't know. I honestly don't know because I think every time I look at a dog, I, I decide, like, I, I'd want that dog. Uh, definitely not small. I like to go, like, mid, mid-range to large, preferably, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't fucking know. I, it would just be like spur of the moment situation. Uh, maybe adopt. Although we had like, that's the thing though. Like I say adopt, but at the same time, like I grew up with like hyperallergenic dogs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, here's the, here's my thing about adopting. Like I'm, I'm totally cool with adopting dogs, but I got my retriever from a family who had two different retrievers that just happened to splooge each other and then had a ton of puppies. And I ended up buying one of those dogs. 
and I forget who it was, but like somebody's like, oh, hey, I heard you got a dog. Are you adopting? And I was like, I don't really think so. Like I'm just driving to this family's house and like picking it up. And I got shit on for like an hour and a half because I didn't adopt a dog. So I think the adopted dog people kind of really turned me off from adopting dogs. I think no matter what, as long as you have a dog and treat it well and give it a good life, that's all that matters. But I don't want to say I'm anti-adopting dog, but like, <laughs> well it's like it's like give it give it a you don't don't come down my throat right now especially now during covid it's like when we were looking for dogs there was no dogs to rescue really exactly <laughs> so i'm like all right i don't really feel that bad about getting a purebred from michigan when it's the only dog i can find yeah dude and it doesn't matter as long as you give the dog a good fucking life who cares why it happens yeah. that drove are me we, are we like are you guys like trying to make this the first like outward like anti adopt dogs podcast like oh, dude, adopt what a, a strong message to get out <laughs> no thing, dude adopt a dog whatever but like if you don't adopt a dog and you just buy a dog i don't give a shit just treat the dog well like that's all it comes down to a dog's a dog fucking buy it adopt it doesn't matter <laughs> dude, i like right. i know dude i just got it you guys have been dog dads for like four weeks. <laughs> you, have, you have complaints, uh, and you're like up here preaching, preaching to the choir. So I don't know. I'm just I don't saying. Know to tell you. There's there's three things. Just treat your dog good. Get a doggy doorbell. And I think I made kind of a mistake with Stevie because I bought her like, I would say in the range of fifteen to twenty five different toys. And I think if you're going to be a new dog dad, you kind of keep that to a minimum because the more toys you get, the more reckless they get and the more squeaks that's happening, I'd probably keep it to like a three to four toy minimum. Yeah. Grizzly's got like 10 already. Yeah, <laughs> just keep Everybody wants to give them a toy. Yeah. They add up. Like, and, then, and then before you know it, your house is a fucking mess and there's toys everywhere and it's, it's this whole thing. But uh, I, I'm interested. All right, All right Dan. Yeah. Right, moving dad. on. Yeah, moving on. Let's let's hop into it. Let's do our NHL in the news. That was our dog talk. NHL in the news, take it away. Dunna, dunna. All right, so we've got the biggest game in hockey, biggest series, the Stanley Cup was last week, boys. Let's hear your thoughts. Uh, Ryan, Ked, uh, Hal, Ked, take it away. Who, who wants to go first? Hal, do you want to go I would, I would like to, to point out there, Dale, you are uh, – you're the host of, like – if. You got You just gotta tell which one of us to talk. Like you just made me really nervous. Like that's your job. Like you know how you know how you have like parties of ten go out sometimes on on the lake and you guide them on a tour. Like you just got you gotta guide us. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, dude. First first one. We're learning. We're uh. Thank you for the constructive criticism. I'll try to be better. <laughs> okay. So who's talking first, Dale? Uh, Hal, take it away. Let's hear your thoughts first. Yeah, I don't – I was really hoping he was going to say uh, Ked go first because the Stanley Cup to me feels like it was like two months ago, which is crazy to say. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It just feels like time moves so fast. Like the draft happened, and now like my brain is stuffed down with so much stuff that the Stanley Cup seems like forever ago. Uh, I don't know. I picked the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup at the beginning of the year. I'd like to point that out. Um uh, and then I picked him again in the end, and I, I won the playoff bracket challenge. 
of the podcast uh, by two to Ked. So I also have that to hang my hat on. Um, they were the best team. Like, you know what I mean? Like the Tampa Bay Lightning were the best team. They deserve to win. I think if you look, if you look at their trade deadline moves, they were all super solid. Like Coleman, Goudreau, they were awesome. The Patty Maroon signing worked out in the end. You think about like, you think about that team and there's like a bunch of guys that you just hate. Like you love to hate them. Like Alex Klorn, like seeing Alex Klorn on the ski dude with the Stanley cup. Like I like, that just made me sick to my stomach, dude. Like I don't want any part of that. That was terrible. That was like the worst. And, but at the same time, you look at guys like McDonough, like you see him in the parade, like really happy. He won Shat and Kirk. Think about all that guy went through like those two X Ranger D, uh, I don't know, guys like Yanni Gord that, like, went undrafted and just, like, played hard. It was just a – I don't know. Best team won. I liked it. I liked that Hedman also was MVP. Um, I know a lot of people are pushing for Braden Point, but, like, if there's one thing that really I took away from that run, it's that Victor Hedman's the best defenseman and arguably, arguably maybe, like, the best hockey player in the league. Like, dominant at what he does. Like, I don't – I kind of took that back. I wanted to say top three because I don't think he's anywhere near Connor McDavid. And to me, Connor McDavid's far and above number one. But I think, like, if I was to start an NHL team, like, who I would want to start it behind, like, I think Victor Hedman is, like, a top three pick, 100%. I don't know. Those are my thoughts. I was kind of scrambled. All right. So, here are my thoughts. Uh, McDonough and Shankirk. I think McDonough handed the cup to Alex Kalorn, and I think Shankirk handed the cup to Cedric Paquette. So, I thought that was poetic, where it would just shit right down my throat. Um, I've been watching, I've been listening to a lot of chicklets, <clears throat> and they had Alex Kalorn on. I hated him. And after listening to him, I kind of like him a little bit. Hal, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it. He actually seems like a pretty fucking cool, funny dude. Uh, but I digress. Um, Come on, dude. Dude, dude listen, 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 listen to the fucking thing. And it, I'm, I not, did. I, I I'm, did. Not, I'm not saying I'm going to fucking stroke this guy off. I'm just saying he's a lot cooler than I thought he was. I listened to it twice, dude. I still don't think he's cool. Like, <laughs> like that's so – you know what? Talk to, me when, talk to me when the Rangers are losing to the Lightning in the playoffs next year and Alex Gloran celebrating an overtime goal. Yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, Fatty Patty Maroon. Love seeing everything that he did. He, he pissed his pants during the celebration. Again, love seeing stuff like that. Braden Point was the best forward in the playoffs. Victor Hedman was the best defenseman in the playoffs. If you have those two things, more than likely you're going to win the cup. Uh, Tyler Sagan was kind of a ghost. He came alive, and then there were a ton of reports that came out that said like he was battling like a shoulder, a knee, and a hip. Uh, I don't think it's been really released yet, but apparently that guy was seeing some shit. So shout out to Sagan for trying to get through that. I can't uh, understate how important Corey Perry and Joe Pavelski were to the Dallas Stars. Also the fact that like nobody ever thought the Dallas Stars were going to get there. So I think the fact that like they even made it there, I thought that was cool. Uh, You know, I was a big Zook and the Dallas Stars fan. So I got to watch a couple of those guys. Rope Hintz was unreal. Uh, And Miro Haskinen, I you're going to hear that name for fucking years. He's that, he's that fucking good. Uh, let's see here. Lightning wise. Again, you, you mentioned Coleman and uh, Barkley Goudreau, huge signings for them. And just, I don't know. I thought, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but Steve Stamkos coming in and scoring that goal. What a play. that was! And it was cool. The fact that he, you know, got to lift the cup. I don't know. I, uh, it was well-deserved. Again, I don't like Paquette. Or Killorn. I like Killorn a little bit more now. I think out of all of them, the one that 
kind of really got to me most about lifting the cup was Kevin Shattenkirk. I don't know why. Just rubbed me the wrong fucking way. Kevin Shattenkirk's now on my shit list. Uh, really nice to see Ryan McDonald win a cup, though. I love McDonald in that cup. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of that's what I got. The better team won, right? But it was cool that the Dallas Stars made it that deep. And after however many years of the Lightning being a fucking absolute just dominating regular seasons, they finally pulled it out. And I, and I know you don't really like John Cooper, but the fact that that guy's oh, won at every single level, like, did you see those reports that were coming out? He's literally won every level that he's ever coached. Like, that's kind of fucking cool, dude. And he's like a younger dude, and he was a lawyer, and he ended up quitting being a lawyer. To, I think he coached his son's hockey team. Could you imagine just like – and I'm assuming that was youth hockey. It probably would be like a Saratoga youth hockey team. And you turn the youth hockey team into something sick, and then you move up to like the Clifton Park right. Dynamo. And then from like the Clifton Park Dynamo, you move to something else. He literally started with a youth hockey team with zero background in any of that shit and then just ended up – now he won a Stanley Cup. What was cool is he won a Stanley Cup with a ton of players that he had already previously won championships with. Like, how often does that happen? And, again, I know you don't like John Cooper, but I thought that was really, really, really fucking cool. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I just don't trust John Cooper, and I think it comes down to the fact that he was a lawyer. Like, he, it just, like – I don't know. There's something about him. Like, I don't know if it's the fact that he's a lawyer and maybe I'm suspicious because he did rise through the ranks so quickly. Like, how do you do that so fast? Like you got to know some people like you got to like, so like I, how did he do it? Like if I knew, dude, they need to write a book. Yeah. If I knew how he did it, I would probably like change my mind and respect him. But until I do, I'm very suspicious of the whole situation. If John Cooper writes a book about it, would you buy it? Yeah, maybe like 20 years from now. I think that would be like a super interesting read. Yeah. 100%. But I think that's what we got, Dale. Oh, the one more thing really quick. We didn't even say this, so I just wanted to throw it out there. Vasilevsky, like – like Vasilevsky's an unbelievable hockey goalie too. Like can't underestimate him. Like you said it. Point was the best forward. Hedman was the best D, and Vasilevsky was the best goalie. So they had – Yeah, and when, when he won, did you see that? He took off his mask and he kissed the side of his mask. I don't know what he kissed, but I'm assuming it was probably a Russian flag, right? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I actually – that's actually a lightning that I actually kind of turned on a little bit. I actually really like Andre Vasilevsky. I just feel like he's like the ultimate, like, Russian hockey goalie. Yeah, and I also think – you talked about Victor Hedman. I think Victor Hedman is the best defenseman in the league. I think that Victor Hedman is everything that Brent Burns wishes that he was. Like, Victor Hedman is a fucking lumberjack. You know what I mean? Like, that guy – did, there was a picture that came out with him, and I think he just had, like, his spandex on, and his legs are fucking gigantic. Dude, he has more muscle in one leg than I do in my entire body. Yeah. Sad. That's not sad, dude. Like, what do you expect? I don't know. For me, what, you thought you were, like, competing? I was like, oh, me and Victor Hedman, aren't that, like, we're kind of similar. No, it's just funny. I, like, think about, like, why am I not on the I know. Clearly out of shape, clearly don't have the skill, and then I see his legs, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's a reason. Yeah. Dale, what do you got? I feel oh, like you're yeah. a big leg day guy. Yeah, well, well, that just made me think of Jimmy parking at, like, the last spot at Walmart saying anything to get me better at hockey. <laughs> so I should have done that a couple more times, look like Hedman. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I was just going to shout out – Gary Bettman, oddly enough, and I was just going to point out how cool it was to watch the Stanley Cup celebration as it always is. It kills every time, even though there's no fans in the stands. Um, 
And I think uh, we can give some stick, stick taps to the NHL for actually getting the job done and going full circle with the playoffs. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on Gary Bettman, the NHL getting it done, and the fact that there's no fans to boo boo him this year? Uh, Hal, you want to go first? Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't think I need to say that there, but no, I don't. I mean, what were, here's my question for you. What are your thoughts on it? Let's flip this around. Like Gary Bettman, like, do you think it would have been like a cool marketing move for the NHL to boo him? No, no. I mean, I to to tell you the truth, to tell you the truth, like, I don't really know. I I guess like why people boo him. I guess it's just tradition or whatever. But no, it's a no. I I think I think you I think we give the guy stick taps. I think we I think we give him credit. The NHL got because, it done. So you're saying because they had no positive tests and they made it through smoothly, we should give them stick taps. Basically. We got to watch you're, the Stanley Cup get raised this year, dude. And that's my point. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I would I would 100% agree that the NHL did an awesome job, but like it's still Gary Batman, dude. Like, like he's still Gary Batman. Do you know what I mean? Like he just has that smile. Like I hate that. <laughs> I hate league commissioners like talk about another group of league commissioners and his just his like when he's announcing those picks last night at the draft which we'll get to in a second it's just like hurry up dude like speed up your words like you know what i mean a set of ears on him too you see those fucking things (laughs) huge he looks like goddamn dumbo (laughs) but props to batman Yeah, I mean, yeah, zero. I mean, they were in a fucking bubble, so you would hope that there would be no coronavirus breakout. But yeah, I, I think, I think the NHL did a fucking unbelievable job, and Dale nailed it. Like, we got to see a Stanley Cup raise this year. Which, if you said that in March or April, May, like, I don't think any of us would have thought that would happen. So, and before we transition to everything else, because I don't think I wrote this down. Didn't you say, Ked, didn't you say today that the NHL might start January 1st? January 1st. How sick would that be if they had a ton of games on January 1st? Just hung over as shit. How long – did they say how long the season's going to go? That's the only thing I'm curious about. They want 82 games. So when would the season end? Like, are seasons ever going to get back to a normal time? I don't know how that works. I don't – I mean, dude, that's way past my pay grade. You think they're, like, going to slowly chip away at it year after year? Man, I can't tell you how the fucking NHL season is going to work with 82 games. I have no idea. But they have to do it. It has to be like a year-by-year thing where they – I think you're right, where they just kind of like chip away and then eventually you just get back to where you were before. I, I think a good thing too, if the NHL starts in January, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that means the season would probably end like maybe in like August or something like that. And if it it just needs to end before the NFL starts because when, – when, when does the season normally end? April? No, June positive ends in june so uh, all of october all of november all of december so three months past june so june july august ish yeah i just think they need to they need to play before football happens because as soon as there's like a sunday night game like the commercials for the stanley cup and like i just think it goes way down you know what i mean people care less they're casual fans like this would be a good opportunity to not compete with that but when the Rangers are in the playoffs next year and they're making a run at the Cup, I think all of New York's going to be watching that. So, Yeah, but you can say that about most markets. I don't think yeah. Dallas. New York. New York's New York, dudes. It's the Mecca. I guess, man. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want me to say to that? New York's the Mecca. What's next? This yeah. I'm going to get out ahead of this, too, really quick. Ked's happy and, like, 
I am happy for him as a friend at the Rangers. It seems like they're moving in like a positive direction. We've been making really good moves, but I enjoy it so much more when the Rangers suck and Ked's down in the dumps. <laughs> Fuck off, dude. Like, I and I, yeah, I'll I move it along. This he's just fucking slandering my name right now. I'm not, dude. It's just a different experience. So I am happy for you, but sometimes it gets hard for me. Sometimes I'll get like, might get be a dick about it. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Next subject. All right. So uh, we're we're recording uh, Wednesday right now. Last night was uh, the NHL draft. Big night. Big night for Rangers fans. Big night for Ketters. Lafreniere goes number one. Uh, We'll start it off with Ked. I couldn't be more happy and blessed to be a Rangers fan right now. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that Mark Stahl was traded to the Detroit Red Wings. And I thought, honestly, like we could have picked that last. And if that had happened, I'd been happy. But we got a kid who is an unbelievable hockey player. He's going to come in. He's going to make a statement immediately. He's like 6'2", 205. He has an unbelievable jawline on him. His dad still got two inches on him. He seems like a fucking really cool, cool dude. Check out his Instagram. He's sponsored by Gatorade. I've never been sponsored by Gatorade. I just, I don't know. I'm really excited about it. Everybody keeps showing the highlights of him, like, scoring all these goals. They need to look at the highlight about him getting suspended for three games when he elbowed somebody at center ice. That's the type of edge that I love to see. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't be more. He's going to hop into the top six or, yeah, to the top six and, I don't think he's going to be Crosby. I don't think he's going to be McDavid. But if he's even on the same echelon as a Matthews or an Eichel or anything along those lines, that's something that the Rangers realistically have never had. Uh, other than, like, Yager, but, like, homegrown, at least since I've been alive, have never had. Um, he's well-spoken. They say his leadership is unreal. And it's about time that we stop following the likes of Mark Stahl or Chris Kreider, and we, we kind of just give the keys to this kid who just elbows people and, and scores goals. So – Pumped as a Rangers fan, really excited. And that was just our first pick. We actually jumped up and we, we drafted Braden, uh, I think his name's Braden Schneider. They traded up because the Devils were going to pick him. And the, the comparison was Jeff Boogaboom, which I thought was really funny. He's kind of a tough-as-nails guy, uh, but he still puts a puck in the net, plays two-way uh, two defenseman. And I was really happy about that. Uh, do you want me to just keep going on Rangers? Because something awesome also. Well, I, I was I was gonna just gonna jump in. Um, snap your fingers. You're the coach of the Rangers. Who are you putting Lafreniere with, and why? I mean, that's a great. That's a that's a really good question. I'm immediate. Well, I don't know if if he's interchangeable in terms of left side or right side, but in terms of a winger, Artemi Panarin makes everybody around him better. And if you're a rookie going into the league, I feel like confidence is a huge issue, right? Like if you're not playing. If you're not playing well, maybe you don't think you deserve to be there. And so who are your centers? Right now, it's Mika Zibanejad. They just qualified Strom, but I feel like he might be on the way out. And then you have Phil Heedle, the Chad Kelly of the NHL. And then uh, I don't know who our fourth-line center is going to be, but I don't know. I would like to see – it's hard because do you, do you really just stack? Strom and oh. Panarin play really well together. So it's either going to be Strom, Panarin, and Lafreniere – or it's going to be Zibanejad, Kreider, and Lafreniere. So. Who played? Who played on the? Uh, who played on the left side? Oh, Kreider. So, so could you have a line? This is what I would want personally, just because I think it's the sickest story, and that probably makes no sense. You're probably going to puke when I say it as a Rangers fan, but I would just go. I would go Zibanejad at center with Lafreniere left wing, and then fucking put Capo on right wing. 
Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah, but dude, here's the thing about Capo. Like, he played well in the, in the playoffs, but it, not that he was irrelevant, but like, he has a shit ton of stuff to learn. You know what I mean? And that's another thing. Like, I think Lafreniere is going to be sick, but I'm really trying to measure my expectations because I thought Capo Caco was going to start stroking everybody off, and he just he didn't. Like, I think he only he didn't put up that many points this year, and he was still learning. And again, he looked good in the playoffs, but like, I don't want Lafreniere to come in here and only put up like fucking 12 points this year. No, I hear you. I just also think like. To me, I always think of, like, when you think of these great dynasties, they always had, like, a one-two punch, like, sent, like, that were line mates, right? Like, Getzloff, Getzloff and Perry, Korea, Solani. Like, why can't Lafreniere, Capo be that next one? It could be. But I think I think right off the get-go, you put him with one of your best players to make sure his confidence is up. You put him with fucking Panarin, and you just let it fucking ride, honestly. And Panarin, Strom, Lafreniere, and then you have Kreider, Zibanejad, Capo. I'm horny. I would also like to point out, I uh, one of our writers, Disco, did point out to another Rangers fan, you don't get to call him Big Al yet. I like that. Um, Big Al, yeah. Did you see the jawline on this kid, honestly? Cut yeah. rock for that thing. Look it up. Google, <laughs> right, it. Google it if you can. And let's just stay with the Rangers. So last week I got rid of Mark Stahl. This week I got rid of Elias Anderson. Uh, everything's coming up Ked right now, my whole life. I got a puppy. I, I, I got a new fucking gig, rocket girlfriend, nice little booty on her. And now he I keeps got looking at Mark Stahl's out, Stahl out of my life. Fucking Leah Sanderson's out of my goddamn life. We got the first overall pick in the draft. My birthday's coming up. Before you know it, it's going to be fucking Christmas. And then after Christmas, we have the NHL regular season. Is Am I peaking right now? You are peeking, dude, but, like, if you wink off camera one more time during this podcast, I'm, not, I'm going to – I'm not winking. I'm not winking. I'm walk out. <laughs> not winking, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not what winking. What do you got? I mean, that's – What do you – what do I got? I just told you everything I had. I'm fucking peeking right now. What do you have? If you were well, raising – I forgot where you went with that because he asked you well, about – Anderson. They traded him. They traded him to L.A. Kings. By the way, he he screams yeah. L.A. hipster vibes. Like, that kid, that kid doesn't own a pair of jeans that don't have holes in them. And we drafted a kid who said that he models his game after Tom fucking Wilson. Like – Night and day. Just everything couldn't have gone better for me. I don't know what's happening right now. I feel like I'm not awake. Yeah, I mean, it sounds sick, dude. I also, just because I got to throw some negatives in there right now, just because you're so high, I gotta, I'm got. i trying to ground you. I just want to remind you, like, Lias was like a top 10 pick not that long ago. No, like, I understand, like, in the end, you're cutting your losses, and that's why it's the ultimate win. But if you look yeah. back in history, it's a fucking loss. Unless this kid – 100%. Our, our seventh overall pick decided to be a little soy boy beta cuck. And then left the team. Like, yeah, dude, that's obviously a loss. But we got rid of him for a guy who says he models his game after Tom Wilson. That's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting to see. Models his game after Tom Wilson. You really, Love that. really have no idea what you're going to get. There is a good chance this kid succeeds, but there's also a good chance this kid's in the East Coast. and like That's fine. If he's in the East Coast, you know, I'm going to be there, baby. I'll be hanging out with him. Big Willie's what I call him. Big Willie style. Fair enough. I'll – I guess one more Rangers thing. I just wanted – you didn't talk about this yet on the podcast. Henrik Lundqvist was bought out. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of rough. Saw it coming. Uh, the king has not been the king for – I mean, my my old man was still alive. With that. It was like two years before that where they just kept fucking scoring goals on him. Love the guy. Six set of hair on him. Beautiful human. Uh, I mean, dude, like – 
if you ask me all my favorite Rangers memories, every single one pretty much has him in the net, which is kind of weird that that's not going to be that way anymore. Like, this is kind of like when fucking Jeff Gordon retired from NASCAR, when Dale Earnhardt fucking crashed at Daytona. Like, it's just like a monumental thing in my life where changes are being made. And uh, I'm going to miss the guy. I He's not – He's not a good goalie anymore. I'm not trying to be a dick. He's just not. And clearly he's not because the Rangers bought him out. There's reports that he's already going to sign Washington on Friday. I don't hate that, dude. If he ends up winning a cup with, with Ovechkin, like, there's way worse. Than, if he went to the Islanders, I'd never talk to him again. If he went to the Carolina Hurricanes and was doing jumping jacks after they won a fucking game, I don't think I'd like that. I'm okay with Washington. I, I like TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson, Alex Ovechkin, whatever. Uh but if Disco's listening to this podcast, yeah, now you have Henrik to back him up, but just channel that dude because he's not he's not nearly the same goalie as what he used to be. Um, I, it does, I will say, though, it does feel like a good storyline. Henrik Lundqvist beats the Rangers in the playoffs. Like, what do, you got, what do you think? Like, I agree. Like, the Capitals do not know what they're getting with Henrik Lundqvist, and I think it's going to be a struggle. Maybe he gets rejuvenated, but, like – Well, he's going to be their backup goalie. He's not going to start. They right. Have, like, different kid. I forget the fucking kid's name. Right, but I mean, do you think they start him? If he's the backup, do you think he starts against the Rangers? And what do you guys think you do against the – if you play the Capitals three times and Lundqvist is in net, do you think – I hope they start him against the Rangers. Because, dude, he's the kid. The guy still battles. Like, I just don't – he's not just the goalie that you have, but he's also that wild card guy that has – I mean, think about how many games that guy has stolen in his career, and you're telling me he doesn't have a couple more of those in him, especially when you're playing against a team that just bought you out that you spent your whole career with. I, I wouldn't want to play against Henrik Lundqvist as a Rangers fan. Every other team, I'd be like, fuck yeah, put Hank in. But as a Rangers fan, probably not, man. Yeah, that's what I thought. Good answer. Yeah, it sucks. And it sucks, too. Uh, Hank was awesome. It's one of those stories, like, I think Rangers fans have come to terms with it now. But, like, back when the Rangers lost to the Kings in the final, like, that's – it was like, oh, shit. Like, is he going to get another chance? You know what I mean? And yeah. I think it's slowly happened over time where you guys fell apart. But like, you never did, and it sucks. And and just and just to be clear, when they did buy him out, I went to Blue York. If you guys are Rangers fans, check out Blue York. And I spent almost two hundred dollars on apparel, and I got a Legend Thirty sweatshirt, a Henrik sweatshirt, a Breadman Champion packable raincoat, and a D'Angelo Lemieux twenty twenty uh, running for president T-shirt. So that was the first thing I did. I need I need some sort of hang. <laughs> Six shirts, bro. Six shirts. I I like how we you started with a Hank one and then it just kept going. Like I think did you say there was a lunchbox in there? No, yeah, no, it does not fuck you, dude. There's no lunchbox in there. What do you got, Dale? Go Rangers. I mean Go Rangers. If you're a Rangers fan, you're happy, correct? Yeah, I, we just spent a lot of time on the Rangers and people are probably like, there they go again, but ultimately I think the most stories are happening with the Rangers right now. So big changes. I'll give you that. Big changes. Yeah, I mean, uh, Hal, any, anything you got for the draft and the Bruins or any other big takeaways? From last no, year? not on the Bruins. Bruins make me kind of sick. We didn't have a first-round pick. We drafted a second round. We had a second-round pick late. They reached, like, a projected fourth-round guy they took in the second round. Uh, he's in the USHL right now. Defenseman. I don't know. And then they picked another college kid, USHL. And then they picked another college kid. Like, oh, and the last college kid that they picked was Jamie Langbrother's son. I don't and hate Langbrother. 
Langenbrunner's the head of our player development, and they just picked his son in, like, the fifth round. I don't know where he was projected to go, but I'm not a huge fan of that move. Like, if you want to coach your kid in college, like, I think that's pushing it, but I understand it, and it's okay. But you can't – I just can't imagine drafting my son, like – Oh, I would. <sighs> I would 100% I would draft my son, put him first-line center, get him paid. The thing is, is Jamie Langenbrunner has enough friends in the league that someone was going to draft him. Yeah, but, dude, now you – I mean, I guess. It's kind of 50-50. Would you be pumped, dude? Who's your development? And he's going to ruin your career. Talk to me when Chris Jury Jr. is drafted in the third round for the Rangers. You win a Little League World Series, dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, just kind of disappointment from the Bruins. I didn't like it. I obviously don't know the guys – like, they did pick a couple guys who throw the body around, kind of like what the Rangers said, which is good. I just – dude, they draft nothing but college hockey players now. And, like, two, like 75% of the players they draft are from Massachusetts. Like, there aren't that, like, many good hockey players in Massachusetts. Like, we can't just keep going back to Massachusetts. Absolutely. Or kids that are – or if they're not from Massachusetts, they're committed to, like, BC or BU or Providence, like, you know what I mean? Like Back to Dorchester, dude. Back but, to Southie, dude. Dude, there is some – there's some, like, junior, like, I don't know, Manitoba scout who scouts the WHL, goes on, like, 10-hour bus rides every day for the Boston Bruins to, like, go to different games and stuff, and then the Bruins just, in his face, draft, like, four prep school kids from Connecticut. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's that guy's job? Do we even have scouting out there? P.J. Axelson's the head of European scouting. Nothing. Like, I don't know, man. I just – P.J. Axelson, no, P.J. Stark. I don't – and I don't want to bring this back to the Rangers. You know how, like, when the Rangers, like, kind of fell apart, there was a lot of Americans – yeah, dude, they fucking they just stroked off the national development program for fucking four years, and shocking, nothing got done. Now we're starting to draft Swedes, and like we drafted two Canadians. We never draft Canadians, like ever. Hello, maybe you draft from the fucking country that produces the best fucking players. I feel like that's not hard to figure out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying too. But and I guess I'll throw this back to you too. Do you think? The Bruins don't even draft, like, the national development players, though. They always, like, draft the guys who got cut. Do you think that's almost better, though? Yes. Yes. We've talked about this. I don't want Cam Fowler on my team, dude. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I have on the Bruins. Uh, oh, this was a good one, Dale. Uh, the Alex Trebek thing that, like, went viral and everyone loved it about the Ottawa Senators having him make the third overall pick, that was Melnick's idea. Or he's taking credit for it. It was either Melnick or it was Melnick's girlfriend who came up with it. And it, it sounds like it was Melnick's girlfriend. And Melnick's like, no, I was there. I love it, man. I, uh, That's so cool. Because, so like, dude, Trebek has pancreatic cancer. Like, not being a dick, my grandfather passed away from pancreatic cancer. You get that shit and, like, you're almost done immediately. And he's had it for a while. You don't know how much longer Alex Trebek's going to be around. He's from Canada. He's a huge hockey fan. This was fucking awesome. This this. The Rangers got Lafreniere. Like, obviously, that was, like, my highlight. But this was – I thought this was so fucking cool. I just – to me, too, I thought the interesting thing about this was it was the combination of, like, maybe one of the most loved Canadian, like, known figure celebrities against, like, one of the most hated Canadian figures. By most and, people, like, not us. We're, we are a pro-Eugene Melnick podcast. And they came together, dude. They came together, and it was beautiful, so – I don't know. That's all I had on that. I also think – I'm trying to – about the funniest moment of the NHL draft, dude? Yeah, what's that? 
The funniest moment of the NHL draft was when the Columbus Blue Jackets made their selection. They drafted Igor China, Chinakov, 21st overall. They put up Yaro Kukulainen, and he goes, Igor Chinakov. And immediately, nobody had any idea who this guy was. People were scrambling. The girlfriend's favorite team's Columbus. She lived in Columbus. We're watching it. And she's like, why isn't there a highlight package? And I'm like, well, I don't think anybody knows who the fuck this guy is. He was ranked the 93rd best player in the draft. And they fucking took him like a uh, top, what was it, 21st? Yeah, 21st overall. How insane is that? Nobody had any idea who he was. Like, at all. I laughed so hard. But also, what a big dick swinging move by what's his name Yarmo Kekalainen what a big dick swinging dude like that's your guy go down with the ship dude I hope this kid fucking kills it yeah I do too that's the funny thing is I like hate the Bruins for reaching but I thought this was a sick move for some reason like reaching dude this is like I don't even reaching would be like drafting like maybe like if you're drafting 21 you're drafting like the 35th overall 93rd like, are you shitting me? You're telling me you couldn't get this guy in the second or third round? Do you think Torch had a say? No, Torch was pissed. You know Torch was the fucking sitting down on his couch like, what the fuck just happened? You just drafted a kid they don't have a highlight package for. You really th- – dude, I don't know. I think Torch might like the move because he's like, well, this kid, like – I feel like Torch is going to power this guy uh, to success possibly. But you're right. He was also probably like, what the fuck? Uh, funny. I laughed so hard, dude. I just I I was at work today, and I just kept thinking about it. I'm like, they just picked this kid. Nobody has any idea who he is. Was there like a video of him at home? No, dude. There was zero highlight packages. They had no idea who he was. Like, I watched the uh, the American draft of this, and everybody's like, yeah, okay. And then they immediately went to break. And then I watched the Canadian one, and they were joking around how about how everybody was scrambling in their notes, and he just wasn't in their notes. You know what's weird though? I'll ask you this. Uh, it looks like. Do you, res- do you what do you think of Craig Button? Like, do are we Craig Button guys? Do we believe he's him? The worst. He, that guy has no idea what he's talking about. Craig Button There's had no him ranked fifty ninth. Dude, if you ever, if you ever look at like his like pre draft scouts or even like prospect things, he has not a clue what's going on. I have no idea how that guy has a job. Yeah, the only thing I can think about with him is he's just like it's like if. Mel Kuyper Jr. like didn't have that like it factor, you know what I mean? I mean like he's fucking good looking, dude. Good looking old guy. Like he's got a good, good fucking nose on him. He's got the fucking salt and pepper hair. But other than that, like that guy brings absolutely nothing to the table. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he's TSN scout guy, so it's almost like I have to respect him. I think like I like you don't like I, what's his accuracy? Do you know? I would be shocked if it's above five. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm just continuing to talk about this because I wasn't, I was looking at our host, but he wasn't there. Yeah. He said, what did, what did he just say? He said, uh, I'm going to piss my pants. Be right back. He's back. BRB. All right. So we got a lot of trades, buyouts, rumors, free agents. My thoughts here. Uh, I think I'll just go, go down one after another and you guys give me a buy or sell kind of. Yeah, I fucking love that you're taking control right now. <laughs> you want to buy, buy the horns, bro. All right, so hey, I'm buying at the control you have of this segment. Let's do it. I love it, dude. All right, so the Preds trade pick number 37 and 70 
with Benino, Nick Benino, to the Wild for Luke Coonan and pick 101. Hal, what do you got on it? All right. Uh, I'm just going to – I don't really know. I'm going to come off the cuff with these. I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't digested any of these trades, so that was literally news to me. I typed that in there, but that was news to me. Here's my initial thought on it. The Minnesota Wild, dude, I don't know what Bill Guerin's trying to do over there, but I, I like it. I saw a stat up there. It said they drafted that Marco Rossi guy in the first round. They have, for prospects last year, they had the leading scorer in the Q, the W, the O, the, and the KHL. They had the leading scorer in all of those leagues. Like, I think they're stockpiled. Like, I, I, I can't really tell. We're gonna, I was going to put it in later, but um, they traded Donato, too. So then Donato goes to the Sharks for a third-round pick, and then they trade Dubnik to the Sharks, too, with like a fifth and a seventh or some shit. Just wild stuff. I, I, kind, of, I kind of like the move. I think Benino might be an okay third. I could see him being a fourth-liner for the Minnesota Wild. That seems like Nick Benino is going to be 39 years old, and he's going to be the fourth-line center of the Minnesota Wild. I don't know if that's a bold take, but I think it's going to work out. And Luke Cunin, I know Clara – one of our writers is a Wisconsin writer. I've just never really bought into him. Like I, I think he had a pretty good world juniors, but like every time I've seen him play on the wild, he's never really jumped off to, off the page to me. And I kind of like the fact that Bill Guerin looked at Coonan and uh, Ryan Donato, who are two younger like prospects. And was like, I don't like how they're playing. Like goodbye. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like most people would not give up on those players. Here's the thing, man. I've never met a hockey player named Luke. And been like, oh, I'm scared about this kid. Like, he's he's Luke Kuna, dude. Like, what what the fuck is that kid gonna do? I thought this was really funny. Um, it was on Reddit with the selection Marco Rossi, the Wild now on the right to the top score of the OHL, WHL, KHL, the number two score in the QMJHL. And the top comment was gonna give me some fucking goals, eh, boys? Billy Garen. I love that, dude. You're you're just picking the number one goal score in each one of those leagues, and you have to think at least one of those is gonna pan out. Yeah, so right, like I don't hate that at all, dude. That's just you throw them all at the wall and hopefully one stays. I like Bill Guerin, and I know he's fucking really doing some weird shit. The Eric Stahl for Marcus Johansson thing. I don't know if he's trying to fucking just absolutely just. I don't. I don't know. Just throw in the cards and try to get some better picks, but like, Luke, is it Cunning? Is it Cunning? I think it's Cunning. I don't. I don't that's how irrelevant this fucking kid is. I don't know his last name. And then who was the other one? Ryan Donato. Like. Both of those guys scream Jimmy Vc at me, and I don't want either of them on my team. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's – part of me thinks, too, like, watching him trade everybody, it makes me wonder if, like, when he trades for guys like Johansson, do you think he's just going to flip them at the trade deadline? Yeah, 100%. Like he's just – he's getting picks right now. Yeah, but he, I think he's doing it in a weird way that people don't – like, for some reason, I think people don't think he's, like, trying to get picks, but I feel like all he's trying to do is get tons it's of assets. Billy fucking Garen. Is he, isn't he from Vermont? No, dude. Who's the, no. who's the one from Vermont? John LeClaire. Yeah, John LeClaire, dude. Show some respect. Where's Billy Guerin from? He's American. So I have a I have a oh I have a thumbs up. What was it? I bought. Uh I just bought Robert the watch. Guerin, dude. Did you buy or sell, bro? Oh, dude, William William Robert Guerin. He's from Worcester, Mass. Worcester, dude. Show some respect. Um buy or sell on Mass. I don't know, dude. I, I like what he's doing with the Wild. I think he's making them a dog shit team and he's stockpiling picks and he's and he's drafting people to score goals. I buy on that. All right, moving on. Next one, we've got 
couple big names here. Josh Anderson traded to Montreal for Max Domi. Domi said, had no comment on uh, his relationship with Claude Julien. Blue Jackets signed Domi for two years, $10.6 million. What do you got, Ken? Jesus Christ. I didn't know that. They, so that's 5.3 a year for Domi. As a, yeah, he's probably going to be their second-line center. Line center. I don't know. Um, is he, I, did you say Ken or, or Hal, Dale? Take it away, Ken. All right, thank you. Thanks, Hal. Uh, Josh Anderson, big body. Potentially could score 30 goals a year. He fights. I looked up his uh, hockey fights the other day. He fought Chara. He'll fight anybody, which I think is fucking sick. A lot of injuries with him. That would be my only concern. But as of – I mean, has Montreal ever had a player on their team where you're, like, kind of afraid of? And I don't, I don't think that's ever happened. So I think this is exactly what the Montreal Canadiens needed for Columbus – Max Domi, he's finally getting a fresh start. He's one of the most underrated, like, talented players in the league. Like, the shit that that guy can do with a puck is insane, and now he's getting an opportunity. I think him and Torts are actually going to fucking get along really well. I think Torts is going to like Domi's game because Domi can just be an absolute dickhead, and I hope he'll thrive in that system. I thought it was kind of funny. I think Anderson and Domi were golfing together when it happened, and they both got phone calls and was like, yeah, we got traded for each other. And I'm sure that Anderson also said, like, yeah, I also got a third-round pick, so suck it, Domi. But I uh, thought it was interesting. I kind of buy for both teams. I think both teams are kind of benefit from this. Columbus plays towards this style. Everybody buys into that. So I don't think you really need that perennial, like, powerhouse dude fucking absolutely just dummying people. I think they need a little bit more skill down the middle. And I think for Columbus, that'll work out. And, again, the Canadians have been, like, the biggest bitches in the league for the past however many years. I think Josh Anderson is going to be sick in Montreal. What do you think, Hal? Yeah, I agree. I'm pissed. I've always wanted the Bruins to get Josh Anderson. I'm pissed. I know, dude. Going to be on the, the Rangers too. I was fucking so mad about that. So, so I don't know. I think it's a good move. Like, if you look at the last two Cup champs that come out of the East, right? It's the Capitals and it's the Lightning. They both had bigger guys. Like, I think if you want to be the best team in the East, you need a big power forward. I think. Um, so, in that sense, I think it's a good get. Uh, for Bergevin, who's like again one of the biggest wild cards in the league as well, always doing weird shit like this. Um, I don't know. I think I was a good get for him. I, the one thing I would say though is Max Domi had like seventy points last year. Like I know he had an off season this year, but he seventy two points the year before. So my whole thing with this is like Max eighty two games played, twenty eight goals, forty four assists, seventy two. Was the Canadians when that happened? And that was his first season with the Canadians. Um, I don't know. That was a year ago. Like, it feels like the fact they had to throw in a third-round pick with Josh Anderson, it's kind of crazy. I buy on both. All right. And uh, Ottawa's – Ottawa Senators trade for Matt Murray. They're giving up Josh – John Gruden and the 52nd overall pick. How what do you got? You want to take – oh, Jimmy, it looks like you want to start with this one. Did you say John Gruden? John Gruden. Are we sure that's accurate? Yeah. Are you serious, dude? John Gruden, Team USA hockey player? Show some respect, dude. Is that not the It is, dude. There's more than one Gruden grinder, and it's time you show some respect. You can go first, Hal. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know much about John Gruden either. I just I just wanted to throw that in your face really quick, I guess. I don't really know why. That's sick, dude. John Gruden, are you fucking kidding me? USA, Gruden. Well, here's the problem, dude, is I worked hard on this document while you were playing footsies, eating lemon chicken over there. Uh, <laughs> and, and I wrote that name, John Gruden, down, and you were like, oh, like, Hal's fucking 
Probably. I wasn't looking at the doc. I thought Dale had a fucking football relapse, dude. That had nothing to do. Well, you didn't trust Dale. No. So, I mostly come didn't trust some respect, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I actually can. I don't even know if he's played for Team USA, but I know he's like an American prospect. Probably fucking Canadian. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I think Matt Murray's one of the most overrated goalies of all time. I he's don't because I think he's a Pittsburgh Penguin team that won cups and then, then what? He was really good, though. I mean, he was a really good goalie, and I think he can regain his form. My issue with this is, like, I just don't think he's going to regain his form as the goalie of the Ottawa Senators. Like, that's not really where you go to, like, thrive. Like, look at Craig Anderson, man. Like, that guy's been getting beat up there for, like, a decade. Like, I like, I just wish – like, you know what I mean? Like, does he want to be Craig Anderson just facing the most shots in the league year year after year? Hal, you might know this. Who was the goalie before Craig Anderson? Did the, has Ottawa ever had like a sick goalie? I'm blanking right now. Patrick Laleem. Dominic Hasek was a senator. Patrick Laleem was actually a pretty good goalie. Hasek was a, a saber. Patrick Laleem was not. They have they ever had like a perennial? Ben Bishop for like ten games. Robin Leonard. Hamburglar. Like even growing up in the '90s, did they have a good goalie? Ron Tugnut. So. <laughs> Ron Tugnut. I don't know, man. Yeah, I agree with you. I just think, what do you, like, doesn't it seem weird, like, that the Senators are getting a goalie? I mean, I guess they have to, but, like, he's going to get. They told Craig to kick rocks. Yeah, I know. There's just, I feel like there's such a big goalie market right now. Like, they could get something better. But, I, I mean, maybe they're trading for him with the ex- expectation of still tanking. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I am unaware. I don't know that. So I am out on this for Ottawa. And I think also, if I think you're the Penguins, I kind of like the move of going with Tristan Jari and just saying, like, you, we're on. you did it to Mark Andre Fleury. You can do it again to Matt Murray. No problem. See ya. Yeah, I like that too. All right. So some good Ottawa talk there, dovetailing nicely into the former Ottawa player, Kyle Turris, who's recently bought out by the Preds, will be uh, two million against the cap for the Preds for the next eight years. What do you guys got on this? For the next eight years? Yeah, because remember how he signed that ridiculous contract? Shut the fuck up. No way. So just imagine that, like, you sign Kyle Turris. Like, he doesn't do anything, uh, and now you're stuck with all that money on your cap for two more years. Kyle Turris, man, you're not a Kyle Turris guy, correct? I really liked Kyle Turris when he was on Ottawa. I thought he was, like, a, I thought he was a solid second-line center. But then when he went to Nashville, I just – I don't know. Nashville gives me the heebie-jeebies, dude, like – I feel like they have a lot of really good pieces, but why have they not put that together yet? Yeah, I also think – I don't know if I'm wrong on this, but didn't – Kyle Turris – it was Kyle Turris and Blake Wheeler. Didn't they both hold out when they were drafted by the Coyotes and signed somewhere else? Uh, I know Blake Wheeler did it because he went to Boston, and I think Kyle Turris – Kyle Turris, like, held out against the Coyotes in some capacity. And, like, for whatever reason, those two guys, like, the way they did it, it just kind of came off as, like, they knew they were good and they didn't want to play in Arizona is how I remember. I didn't, I didn't know that, but you're right. He did hold out and then he signed a two-year, $2.8 million contract. With the Coyotes. But you're right. When he went to the Senators, I think people were like, damn, like this is like possibly a number one center, definitely a great number two a center. great number two center. He was like a, kind of the equivalent of Derek Stepan, sort of. Maybe not as much as Stepan, but like – Yeah, I get – I was first I, my second line center. I've been pumped. Yeah, no, I understand that. Um so, yeah, I don't know. It sucks. I mean, it just – that just never worked out. And then, like, the Matt Duchesne one, it'll be interesting to see how that goes down the line. And then there's always that – isn't there that jackpot, too, where, like, if Shea Weber, like, retires before a certain age, like, the Nashville Predators yeah. just, like, basically have to, like, sell the team? Pretty much, yeah. 
Shout out to the Spencers. We hope that doesn't happen. Nice. Uh, all right. And then uh, one of the one of my uh, favorite topics here, Robin Lanner, five years, $25 million in Vegas, got re-signed with uh, the Golden Knights. I'm just going to read his Twitter reaction right now just because I thought it was very powerful uh, as a mental health advocate for uh, Robin to put into words here. Can't put into words how happy me and my family are to finally find a, a home, especially in a fantastic place like Las Vegas with this great team and organization. It's been a long road to get here for me, and I could not be any happier. Life is at times not easy, and you've made mistakes and can learn from them. I've been extremely lucky to have some people help me get to this point. This is also a big win for everyone with mental health issues out there. I'm an open person with bipolar 1, PTSD, anxiety, and that's okay. I take medicine and that's okay. I work with a psychiatrist and that's okay. You work through your issues as hard as you can and it's possible to get rewarded whoever you are and no matter what you're dealing with. So beautifully said by uh, Robin there and a big win for mental health and uh, really showing that you can play at the highest levels and manage any anything you're going through. So uh, cheers to Robin and I'm really happy you got the deal. What do you got, Ken? I mean, we are a neck, uh, pro neck tattoo podcast. We have been since the first day that we've done this. Shout out to Robin Leonard. He finally got his fucking, he got his bag, dude. I mean, this guy's bounced around from city to city, town to town, and he, and he finally got a team to believe in him. Five years, $25 million, well-deserved, dude. I don't know if I'd be pumped if Robin Leonard was my goalie. I think he's kind of a wild card, and I don't particularly love the way he stands in net. However, I mean, he's got it done, dude. Like, his stats have shown it. He's going to be with Vegas for a while, and I think this is a big, giant fuck you to Marc-Andre Fleury, which is kind of weird, uh, especially after everybody – do you remember they were going to put a statue of that fucking guy outside their rink when they got Marc-Andre Fleury and everybody's sending the, the flower emojis all over the place? But Robin Leonard, man, what a guy. What do you got, Hal? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Probably my favorite goalie, but on – my least favorite team. So in that respect, it's kind of like I think I still respect Robin Leonard, but I think my friendship's over with him. Um, but ultimately, if there's one person I need to blame, it would be the Islanders. Like the, like the if you're an Islanders fan, this is one move I really just don't understand. I feel like you could have locked him up for even less term back then. Like I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I think – I don't know. I don't know if the Islanders thought it was a real deal. I don't know why they wouldn't have brought him back for at least another year to see if it was, but good for him, man. He's making that money. He deserves it. I mean, $25 million. Robin, give me one of those so I can retire. All right. <laughs> we got – what we got? All right. So, uh, next one, we've got a rumor that the NHL teams – rumor is NHL teams wants first, second – and the Golden Knights to keep 33% of Flurry's $7 million a year contract to take on his contract. Yeah, you can suck my ball back on that one. That's not happening. That's so much for Marc-Andre Flurry. You have to retain 33% of his thing and give up a first round and a second round pick. In what world? I think you're, I think you're reading that incorrectly, dude. I yep. think if I – no, I, I think – I, if I interpreted that correctly, that's what people want to take him. No, the Vegas wants a first round, a second round, and the team to retain 33% of his contract to take Marc-Andre Fleury. No, I really – I think – are you looking at this online right now? I looked at it all day. 
I was like Vegas wants. So you're telling me a team wants to give Vegas a first and second and retain 33% and Vegas hasn't done that? That's a ton for a goalie who's not even their number one guy. They just signed Robin Leonard five years, 25 mil. My mind's in such a pretzel. It's like one of those, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what was that thing in math class? Like PEMDAS, you know, like parentheses, exponents, whatever it was. Brackets, exponents, division, multiplication, addition, subtraction. Suck on that, pal. So whatever that was, dude, that's kind of what's going through my head right now. I could be totally wrong. I don't know. If I, like, you, I feel like you got to buy him out. Like, I don't know what happens against the cap, but I don't think it's going to get moved. Like, is there a team that wants that huge-ass contract? Or you just trade him and you don't expect to get that much shit for it. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's a ton. That is a first, a second, and you have to retain 33% of his contract to get Marc-Andre Fleury. If you throw in somebody fucking else, that's pretty good. Throw in Wild Bill, I'd think about it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Fuck. That just confused me. Why are you me concerned? Maybe I didn't read that wrong. But no, I, think, I don't know. I, it was definitely probably me. I'm just going to transition into someone else who's struggling, Justin Applicator. We love, we love, we're a Justin Applicator podcast here. End of an era. I'm not actually – I don't like – are you like a diehard Applicator guy? Because like, I'm, I'm pretty like not – I'm pretty sarcastic about it. Is that not your tone? Are you just big Applicator? I fucking love Applicator, dude. He plays the game the right way. He plays it with an edge, dude. I guess, man, but have you ever seen his, like, YouTube fight video? Like, I just feel like Ablocator – if Ablocator played in the NHL today during his prime, like, he would have been so much cooler compared to back then when there was just guys that, like, bullied around. He got bullied around sometimes. I think that's the one thing with Ablocator, but I'll give you that. He was always in front of the net. If you look at, like, his list of injuries, it's because he threw his body around. Um, I, wore, I, I wore number eight because of Justin Ablocator. No, you did not. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ablocator's always been Ked's actual favorite player. Um, Dale, bring us home, dude. Yeah. And then uh, kind of a wild move by Anthony DeClaire. He's going to be representing himself with no agent, and the uh, Ottawa Senators did not put a qualifying offer on him. Um, so Anthony DeClaire representing himself, free agent. What do you guys think? I think this was a dumb move. Sorry to jump off, Ked. I just – So weird. Not because – so, I get that Anthony Duclair is probably, like, betting on himself, and I don't – I'm sure he'll get a fine deal somewhere. I just don't know if there was going to be a better situation for Anthony Duclair to get top-line minutes on a bad team. Like, I think – I think maybe he's trying to cash in, but, like, I think if he stayed there a little bit longer, his numbers would have gotten better and better, and then I think he would have ended up getting traded somewhere and been, like, a third-liner. You know what I mean? Like, I just think he left a really good situation for himself. Bro, he's a restricted free agent, so all they had to do was qualify him. And they said that they offered him a substantial amount and they couldn't get to – do they not know what a restricted free agent means? Like, they, they just let him walk. All they had to do was qualify him. Right. And that's not like agree or disagree. That's a, they, can, they just say, hey, NHL, we qualify him. Yeah, they just so didn't want to let him, him walk for nothing? They were, they were too busy making videos with Trebek, dude. Like, what do you mean? Like – Bro, how do, you not, how do you not qualify him and at least try to move him? I don't know. Is that how that works, though? Like, Yeah, that, well, that's why the Rangers qualified Strom. I, I don't know if they're going to end up signing Strom, but you qualify the players so you own the rights to him. And then leading up to that, you still own the rights. So they could, they could own the rights to declare and then trade the rights to declare to a team who wants first dibs at signing him. They're, they're just – I don't know. That's a weird move when you put it like that. Insane. Like, what is going on in Ottawa? 
And Ken, here's a question for you. Would you ever represent yourself as an agent? Yes, 1,000%. You would? Yes. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> Dale, what about you? Would you be your agent? So, I, I, so, the, so it's a funny story. I won't get too into the details, but I tried to represent myself in court one time. And the lawyer was just like, what are you doing? Like, or the, or the judge was like, what are, you, what are you doing, kid? Like, just go come back when you're serious with a, with a lawyer. So, uh, I've learned. All right. Ken. I, that's actually like that's kind of sound advice. If you think about it, like I definitely won't get into details at some point. I'll have to remind me of that, but that's uh, hilarious. that was, uh, that was a good tidbit. I mean, Dale, are we going to, are we going to do heroes and zeros? Well, no. Can we talk about EA, EASHL, the initial thoughts, really quick? Because it, the NHL is yeah. fucking bringing in a whole new thing. They're doing, like, where you can, like, be a player, get sponsorship, buy cars. I, I guess NBA does that. I've never owned an NBA game. so I, But I guess that they do that. I think that's sick. Uh, the NHL, like, franchise mode in terms of, like, trade deadline stuff, they changed that all around. Have you seen all this stuff or no? I, like, I read through uh, an article briefly today. It looks all right, man, but, like – the trade deadline stuff, like, I was looking at that. Like, I don't really want to go through that ticker. Like, when you're in franchise mode, I guess it's, like, a cool thing. But if you're in franchise mode and you're a GM, like, every day is trade deadline, bro. Like, every day you're looking for deals. What's special about one day on the calendar when you can pull the trigger whenever the fuck you want because you're the GM? So, in that respect, I don't care about that. The be a player mode stuff sounds cool. I thought the franchise mode stuff was all right. I'm really interested to see. The one thing I am interested to see about that is – uh they said they, like, messed around with, like, the trade values. See if they're anywhere close to being accurate because I don't think I've ever – I still don't think I've ever played a sports video game where, like, trades make sense. I, I turn that off. <laughs> Cindy Crosby from Archstall, let's go. You make me sick, dude. Dale, what do you think about kid turning off rules? Uh, I don't like it, dude. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. He doesn't like it. That's all I have on that. Oh, Ken, are you playing? Are you playing hockey? I am playing hockey. I, I'm glad that you just brought that up because we got an email. So at the end of every uh, skate, the guy who runs a skate sends an email out, and it's kind of like a poetic like roundup of like what happened. And uh, it's here's one of the here's a couple things. So he he put a haiku in here. He said, "One under the belt, man. Not feeling great today. Bad day for new gear." Fortunately, one of our season haiku vets gets player of the week honors this week. Since Boudette had about 64 points on Sunday during White's surging comeback, he was an easy choice for player of the week, despite a number of standout performances, including Flick's big bar down and Collins's mustache. Take it away, dumpster. So my mustache got shouted out in the new skates that I'm skating in on Sundays. I thought that was fucking huge for me. Uh, big for morale. And uh, that's what I had. Nice. Dale, damn, you- damn, bro. You got invited to do a new skate and you didn't tell me. <laughs> I, I, it's not my skate to invite. It's kind of fucked, dude. It's Dale, bro. Dale, I'm playing defense. Like, I'm not even playing. I'll play defense, dude. If we need a guy, I'll let you know. All right, dude. That was tough. I'll go. Sorry, Dale. I mean, keep searching, dude. You should start a skate, Dale. You could start a skate, dude. You should start one. I First game of the year. I had my first game of the year. So, I'm in my second season since Corona started, which is nice. Uh, first game was tough. I I've been rollerblading a lot lately, and then I got on the ice, and, like, rollerblading and ice skating is not the same thing. That was tough. I played – I am playing forward right now, and I had a goal, nice goal first game. 
6-2 deficit. So it was good to get a goal on the board early because that's not something I usually do. I'm glad that you brought up goal because the first player that scored a goal in this skate, the first skate of the year for the Sunday skate was yours truly sneaking in from the clock. Dude, so not to not to talk about my beer league hockey goal in this podcast I'm about to, but I um, it was a rebound. It was like a rebound goal and it was trash, but the kid, the kid that took that shot the puck uh, was yelling at the ref. My whole team was like yelling at the ref that they didn't call a penalty and I scored. So that was great, dude. That was, I mean, that was good, right? It's like, yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah, everybody stops paying attention. Ryan just goes and fucking tucks one in the back door. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like the puck's live. You know what I mean? Like, why are we yelling? I got a, I got a pus, uh, wow, a puck from the corner. Did a little forehand, backhand shot, low blocker side goal, first of the year, whatever. Cat, how's uh, how are the refs in your new skate? Are there refs? It's it's you play to five and then switch, but it's a ton of like former pro players. So it's a lot. And I, I'm actually going to need to end up talking to you about it because I find myself flat-footed a ton, and I need to figure it out because I think people are going to be pissed about it. How are your seat cuts going back, dude? Not, dude, I'm not playing that bad, but, like, sometimes – do you ever get frustrated as a defenseman if the forwards aren't forward-checking? You just go in fucking guns blazing, and then you're like, fuck, now I got to back-check? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's that's I don't know. I, I, I'm interested. Is your team better? Like, does – do the players, like, rotate, or do you have teams? We dominated the first game to the point where, like, me and Rack were on the bench and we're like, they might need to start switching some people around. And then the other team came back and won three straight. So. Really? And that's the same teams? Yeah, same teams. The first game, first game I had, a, I think I had a, maybe one or, one or two goals and a couple assists, and I was feeling great. I was, like, plus four. And I, ended, I think I ended up, like, minus three by the end of it, so. But, like, dude, it's so fast. Like, the pace is really good. Like, people actually move the pockets. a really, really good skate. When you can say – like, I guess you could say this for every single position, but for deep, beer league defense, I feel like wins are awesome and losses really suck. Like, oh, the you know I mean? there's, there's, like, highs and lows. When you get hemmed in, like, in beer league, it fucking stinks. Oh, my God. And, and I have I, a shoulder pad. Do you think I'm going to stand in front of the net when people are taking shots from the point? Are you out of your mind? Have you had the experience yet? Because, like, I know you're a winger, and I feel like I always complain about bullshit. Um, but, like, have you had the experience yet where you're looking to break out the puck and, like, no one's there? Uh, not really. Like, again, these, these guys are really good, dude. They all yeah. play at really high levels. I think that something that you would think would be funny is every time there's a puck even near the crease and I get to the puck first, I don't even think about collecting it. I just rip the puck in the corner, like, every fucking time. And it's a great pass rate to the winger, so I don't have to fucking worry about it not a bad idea dude and like in a skate like that i feel like it worked i don't know that's probably a good play it's I like so it. fast dude i find myself in so many situations where i'm like should i go or should i back up and then i think i can't really skate backwards so let's go and then immediately it's a transition three on one and they score it's like fuck sucks yeah it does suck but yeah oh, let's uh, let's do let's do heroes and zeros really quick before we end this shit so here dom moore take it away Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind. Zeros and zeros time. Who wants to go? Actually, Dale, take it away. How about you introduce it? Whoa, yeah. Finish. All right, so heroes and zeros. Uh, who wants to take it away? I'll, t- I'll start off. Uh, my zero of the week <laughs> goes out to Ked, mainly just because I'm, I'm just salty right now. I want to play hockey. Ked didn't even tell me about the skate. I just feel, I just feel left out. Oh, it's such a good skate. These guys. 
oh, it's such a good skate. These guys, a lot of them played pro. Like, it's so good and fast. Like defense, dude. I literally – this is not my skate to invite you to. If they need a sub, I promise you. I just, it's not that. It's just that I didn't even know about it, dude. Like, we used, to be, it, we used to be friends, dude. Like, <laughs> like fuck, fuck August skate. August cat, dude. All my homies miss – Autumn cat, dude. I, I fucked that up. I don't know. I'm just going off of memes right now. I don't really have a hero or a zero. I guess my hero would be my dog, my zero, myself, and cat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I promise you if we need a sub, you would be the first person I ask. I swear to God. That hits me up for, like, that shit. It's not I, my seat to invite anybody. Where, to, like, where is it? Where is it, dude? Let them park, Let them park at 520 on Sundays. Right. Now I'm learning. All right. Uh, hell, what do you got? Uh, I don't, I gotta look back. Oh, my, my, I'll go zero of the week first. Zero of the week, dude, I said earlier, I've been rollerblading a lot. I've been rollerblading a ton. Two things, two things I want to point out about rollerblading, because I have enjoyed it, uh, but there's two things that I do not enjoy. First thing, uh, people who act like they're cross-country skiing on rollerblades. Yeah, yeah, that's not what you're doing. You're rollerblading. Like, they're not the same thing. Like, what, do they have sticks I'm rollerblading. Yeah, they have the sticks in their hand, oh, and they're, they're going down. Virgins, dude. They've never <laughs> had sex once in their life. It's like, I don't, I don't care that you ski. Just, like, don't pretend you're rollerblading. Because they always look at me like, not like Jeep people look at each other. It's like, you're on rollerblades. I'm on rollerblades. Like, no, we're not I doing that. bring for me one time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So that, so that's part of it. And then the other part of it's hecklers, man. There's a lot of hecklers out there. I like whenever like the sun goes down, it seems like everyone just wants to beat up a rollerblader. At least that's the vibe I get. Um, Dale, I was like, it was like five thirty, right? Uh, perfect, like perfect autumn sunset. Like starting to get dark, but it's still light. And I go down. The, I there's like this huge hill, and I go down it for a while. It's like two lanes, one way. And there's just this one guy and he's just honking. He's just honking at me and he's behind me the whole time. And there's a lane to his, to his right to pass. And I'm going like so fast. I think I'm going to crash. And I was just thinking to myself, like I'm going to get run over by this Honda Accord right now. So uh, I just feel like people need to respect rollerbladers. Yeah. I, I rollerbladed to work the other day. And it was fucking awesome. dude. Yeah. It's, I love it. Although I will say this, like I thought it was way easier to stop, but when you're going down a hill into Broadway where there's like people walking with dogs and shit, you gotta be really careful. Yeah. 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 Cause you don't know what's coming around that corner. Like I've been caught on that a few times. The worst too, like the one thing I was thinking about rollerblading is great, but once October happens, once the leaves start getting wet, if you hit a patch of wet leaves, like game over. Uh, so look out for those wet leaves too. Nothing worse than wet leaves, dude. Dale, what do you have? You, I was just gonna say that's that's just totally a relatable feeling. Like you're you're going down and you can just feel people's judgment like in their cars. But it's also kind of cool where it's like, dude, I've been on skate since like before you were born, or like you're just so comfortable on rollerblades. You can literally do go up onto the sidewalk, down, like maneuver yourself, and just be like, screw you, screw you, man. I know what I know what I'm doing. Like you know what I mean. Just for one second, you you feel what it feels like to be a kid who lives at the skate park, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess so. So, good point, Dale. Uh, good point, Ked. Hero of the Week skate park kids. Also, Hero of the Week. I texted Ked on this. Pierre Maguire's beard at the draft. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying it's a statement. And I like that Pierre Maguire put on those circular glasses. 
uh, nice button up with the tie and then the sweater vest. And then he just grew that beard out and perfectly trimmed it. Um, thoughts? I mean, he looked like he looked like a aging Harry Potter who lived in like a tech world. You know who he reminded me of? He reminded me of Steve Carell. And uh, what's that movie? What's that? Uh, Crazy Stupid Love, dude. Yeah, like post divorce, not like oh. not like post like glow up, but like post divorce. That was like three crème I want a divorce, dude. That's Pierre Maguire. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe Pierre's upset. I know people are like rumoring him to get GM jobs. It didn't work out, so he grew a beard. I just. I just like that he made a statement. That's my hero of the week. Dale. Okay, that leaves you, dude. Well, I was waiting for Dale to introduce me. And now for our heroes and zeros of the week, your host, the greatest, Cad Ketterpie, Jimmy Collins. Take it away, Jim. <laughs> Appreciate that. My hero of the week goes to Hal. Uh, I got back to this apartment and I thought I was going to have to go and do all this work and Hal really stepped up, put everything in the dock. I actually sat him down a couple weeks ago and said, hey, you know what, man? It'd be you didn't really- sit me down, dude. I sat you down. <laughs> It'd be really cool if you did this and you fucking went out of his way. And, I, Dale, you, you probably can jump on this. That meant the fucking world, dude. Like, that was – changed my whole day around. It's really amazing what you can do if you just take screenshots of, of stuff you see throughout the week. You know yeah. what I mean? It was incredible. You keep that shit up, dude. Like, <laughs> that was unreal. Uh, my zero of the week. All right. So a couple of podcasts ago, I mentioned that I had a new lady friend and I got a lot of shit for it. So my zero of the week goes to you guys because you guys say that shit all the time and never get called out for it. For what? What did you say? I said lady friend. Oh yeah. I was saying the words lady friend. Yeah. Because I didn't say girlfriend. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I think Ryan, I think Hal says roommate. What do you say, Dale? Like when when I'm, when I'm talking to the boys, like, I don't know. Gabriella. Oh, fuck. You got it. (laughs) I'm sorry. Not even her name, dude. It's not even her name. So I guess I'm in the clear there. I do. I will address. I to make some significant changes because if I don't start calling her girlfriend, she's going to start telling everybody I'm just her man of the night, dude. Yeah. Well, I just want to get one thing clear. Uh, this isn't like, this is not your studio. Like I, like I can't, I, I can't record in front of a live audience, Ked. Like, I don't know what's going Ked's Ked has a puppy and he's in puppy love and it's beautiful. I'm happy for the two of them. I don't know. He's recording live from, her apartment there's a nice piece of art or like right like respect the nice piece of art i'm not sure i can see what it is now but i could tell it was classy so that's good but i just ked like um like are we, what's your plan for recording moving forward i don't know dude I, I it depends on where i'm at like i think this i think this is one of the better podcasts that we've done to be honest i don't know if it has to do with my location or the fact that like dale kind of really you know flapped those wings of his but is she have, like, a closet you can record from there? I literally asked her if I could do that. She said that, no, you're not Harry Potter. Well, we'll we can reconsider that. I think a closet might be it's a fair point, dude. She hasn't even been here. I, <laughs> dude, I wasn't born yesterday. I'm happy for you. Um, that's all I got. You got anything else? I don't know. I thought it was really good. Uh, shout out to Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen? Is that his name? First name? Yeah. that guy that guy had some fucking bangers 
And I think that's all I kind of got. Dale, you have anything? Yeah, just um, if you've made it this far throughout the podcast, be sure to tune in soon. We're having Tolik Bortz on. He's from a nonprofit group called Altronite. He's uh, him and his group donated mass to the New York Rangers, the ones that we're seeing um, of them in the bubble, which is a really cool story. Really, one of the positive things to come out of the COVID situation. So Tolik's a really cool guy, and we're gonna have him on and talk talk about that whole story, which will be. Dude, really what, cool. a fucking, what a fucking cool guy that guy is, huh? Yeah. Talking to him for like 20 minutes. That guy just loves hockey and he loves giving back to the community. And again, that's kind of what our podcast is about. So fits right in. Dale, A+. plus. We do need to figure out the scheduling on that. We will do that, but I'm happy about it as well. Give uh-huh. back. When are, when are we going to give back to the community? Well, yeah. how We give back to the community every time we have one of these podcasts. Dude. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I like that answer, but – we should someday we'll do something. We've done a couple things. We did the Adam Lenore GoFundMe thing that really fucking took off. I've helped out Corinth Youth Hockey. Like we've done stuff. You're right. I guess my point is I just yeah, dude. Don't fucking trip philanthropy, Ked, dude. I'm here for the community. I'm just waiting for Ked to to set something up where I can just like grill hot dogs at an event. It was supposed to be my dad's tournament. Oh, the head of Syracuse Youth say. Hockey. Fuck that guy. What was his name again? I don't know. He was just that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. We're going to do it with a different youth hockey organization whenever it goes away. But fuck that guy. You going to try with Corinth? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll try it with somebody who actually gives a shit. Hell yeah. I like that. But uh, yeah, so that's what we got. And uh, thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And we will talk to you next week. We got, we got some Fleetwood Mac for, that, for the outro. Oh, hell yeah, we do. All right. Don't let your dreams be dreams. All right, guys. See you next week. Later. (laughs) I felt alive.
过去了。